0: Well guys, you know how sometimes your friend will take a key bump of some Colombian bam bam, then all of a sudden they start giving you some crazy business ideas and just going off the walls thinking that they're about to be a millionaire? Well, I tend to have the same thing right after I drink a cappuccino for absolutely no reason. So what happened this time is I was drinking my cappuccino driving alone. I started thinking about all the things that I regret in my life which honestly isn't that much, but there's some little things that still bug me. And then I started thinking about, well, what if I knew something then that would have helped me out? And then I started thinking about all the different things that I wish I would have known when I was younger. And then I started thinking about, oh, I bet other people have a lot of good ones. I wonder if we could compile them. I wonder if I could make a book. Well, nobody fucking reads. Well, let me rephrase that. I don't like to read. So. I decided that they could be compiled into a podcast episode, and that's where we are. I sat down with my buddy Kyle, and we both brought lists of things that people wish they knew when they were younger, and we sat down and went through our lists and discussed them, and this is that. Hope you enjoy.
1: So, as, dude, as if you, as were music fades out, you were sponsored, you were sponsored. Mm hmm. Yeah. All right. So, how do, you, how do you normally start these? I don't. Oh, we there's, just talk. There's not we, don't, we, don't, we don't record at all. We no, just talk. we're already recording. Oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, then take it away, my friend.
0: I got editing stuff. It's all good.
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll take it out. i okay. leave it in.
0: So, did you get a list? Yeah. Yeah. Who'd you get your list from?
1: Uh, a bunch of different people. Giselle was one of them. Her family was another one. Okay. Um, I pulled for myself, because there were a couple of things that I wanted to say. Um, I think I asked my dad, and then I asked my grandpa.
0: Okay. Nice. Yeah. You went generational.
1: I tried to, to go. I mean, yeah. Yeah. All right. Giselle's family was by far the one that like I didn't plan on asking, but it was a great one. You get the best answers it was, from them. It was at uh, Christmas dinner. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, we had a lot to talk about. <laughs> Did you get the Rona after all? I tested uh, negative the entire time I live with my roommate, who tested positive the entire time. What the hell? And we were sitting, like, next to each other on the couch, watching movies, playing games, like... Was it the Omicron? It had to be. I'm assuming. Because he wasn't sick? He wasn't sick at all. Oh, well. Otherwise, Otherwise, he's a champ, and I guess my immune system is just taking it on the chin you know like i don't know what else to say you're just better than him that's all it is
0: yep (laughs) (laughs) all right uh most of the people that i've thought i've wanted to date i'll date them and then like oh i didn't really want to date them (laughs) oh (laughs) you don't know what you want nope nope sometimes (laughs) (laughs) no sometimes
1: that's a very straightforward one
0: yeah i think so i think no that's fair that's yeah that's a relationship one but
1: you really 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 wanted it ahead of time that's a good point there's a there's a huge difference between emotional like want and then like a logic like where logic applies to it you're like okay that also made sense why i wanted it Mm -hmm. and i still want it but the heat of the heat of the moment is what i'm trying to say like that's right there's emotions that kind of overtake you that's a good
0: point I think that it's mostly true for people under 30. I think you change as a person way too much right up until you're around 30 years old to ever think that you know, like, actually what you want in life. Because it changes all the time. If you asked me last year what I wanted, I would give you a completely different answer as to what I want right now. Yeah. Which is why I generally don't even give people an answer.
1: If somebody so, asks me what I want like, I don't, so I don't, I don't Christ- fucking know Christmas gifts are horrible for you <laughs> They
0: really are <laughs> Because everybody wants to know what I want for Christmas by Black Friday And I don't know what the hell I want in a month yeah, I don't even know what I want tomorrow yeah. Right? <laughs> Normally I'm kind of disappointed by my Christmas gifts Because oh. there's something that I wanted a month ago
1: And I don't give a shit anymore <laughs> Oh, That's a sad outlook No I'm kidding well, But it, it, it makes a point though Like because we are, the world is always changing, Mm -hmm. you know, we are always changing. So it makes sense that the things we would want would always change. I think there are some things in life that people, like ideals, that maybe won't change. Like, Mm -hmm. um, oh, I want to be wealthy or something like that. Like, that's an ideal in the future that you can say, like, oh, I can always strive for this. Right. Like, there's almost never, there are exceptions to the rule, but... There's always going to be someone who's going to be like, oh, I don't need this, like be, become the next, I don't know, Buddha or Gandhi, so right. to speak. But most people want to live a life where they have wealth, they can provide for their family. You know, that that's just something that you usually would want. But in other, in like material things or like things that come up quick in life. Like the the dating example, you're like, oh, like I'm really attracted to this girl, like mm-hmm. I want to date her. Yeah. But then you find out later that she's like a wacky psycho, and you're like, yeah, dude, <laughs> yeah, I was wrong. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of what it comes
0: down to is we think that we want something that we haven't experienced yet. But if you haven't experienced it, how the hell do you know that you want it?
1: Yeah. <laughs> this is a this is a almost useless platitude, but. <laughs> If you, if you end up dating a girl and she hasn't dated before, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to sex, you're going to get in that weird, that weird zone where you're like, you're hot, but you're not doing the hot things. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? That works. All right. Your All turn. Right. All right. Um, so the first one on mine is getting outside your comfort zone, taking risks. Like no matter where you are in life, you should always be improving. At least that's how I feel, um, and by getting outside your comfort zone, you're always like you're saying, kind of experiencing new things, and hopefully that leads to uh, what you were talking about before. Where like you don't know what you want until you experience it. So
0: right. So were you not doing that earlier in life?
1: Um, that this one actually came from Giselle. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah she she <laughs> <laughs> she she went abroad. Um, in college, and she's traveled the world like a cra—like She's been to so many countries, dude. It's insane. And- where did you go to school? What, to oh, college? did you study abroad or just... I stayed abroad in Prague,
0: but growing up, we used to travel a lot. So oh. that's where I got most of my traveling experience yeah.
1: from. The, the story she tells me is always like, oh, I had like for Prague, for instance, like, oh, I went somewhere and I couldn't speak the language. Uh, I have to figure out how to travel, shop. I have to figure out like how to talk to people to get through situations. It's mm-hmm. a lot of problem solving mm-hmm. by getting like getting out of your comfort zone puts you in those positions where you grow.
0: Yes. Sorry, that leads me into a different point, yeah, go but for it's it. kind of the same. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like you can't grow as a person unless let's say you're ultra, ultra conservative. Sure. sure. You are not going to grow or mature away from Uh, some ideals that you could have been basically born into until you're surrounded by a bunch of people that feel differently than you, ganging up on you, and you have to try to dig your way out of that peacefully. Yeah. I have found myself in conversations that I did not know how to get out of, (laughs) even though I really wanted out of them, but I just kind of let go, listened, talked as little as I could, and peacefully got out of it and then later was able to think about it a lot and and grow from that but i feel like people are scared to put themselves in that situation or just scared to get in that situation at all
1: yeah it's it's verbal conflict yeah um, i don't there's a lot of people who don't like conflict in general but verbal well, conflict yeah. in and of itself like you just you don't want to like you want to be cordial you don't want to piss people off right And you also don't want to sit there and get your ass handed to you. Right. So you're you're like, like stuck in this weird back and forth. Yeah. I think it's good to have your ass handed to you sometimes. Yeah. Especially if you're, if you're wrong or you do something wrong, like you deserve it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's how I feel. But no, that's, that's a great point. And it leads into another thing that was on my list. It's like Mm -hmm. learning how to communicate with people. Yeah. Like I've, and this is a, a big one for me in the past year but when you are stuck in positions like that where you have essentially like the book I read is called crucial conversations but it is a crucial conversation that you're having let's say you're surrounded by people that are like your superiors at work and they say something you're like okay i don't i don't think that being quiet is the right way to go cuz then i'm letting people sit in ignorance also if i don't say something and i'm quiet i could also be sitting in ignorance right and if you can have a cordial conversation be able to maneuver through the uh, the jabs so to speak and say like hey like the way you're saying that makes me feel this way and you know the 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 steps through that have been huge like being able to actually break down a conversation into the different phases like there's a mm-hmm. phase where we both have different stories that we're telling each other and by explaining the things that we can see first or our observations first we we then are able to see oh i i understand how you now see this uh, this thing that has happened through your eyes right and now i can tell you how I, and now you can see how i am viewing it through my eyes and we can then go okay what's actually true and false from from what's actually happening it's like adding as much information to the pool as possible so we can like swim in it together <laughs> <laughs> It's a weird way of putting it. But, I like that image. <laughs> but, but it, it works ex, like extremely well. Because no matter how emotional someone gets, as long as they're calm, by adding to that pool, you go like, okay, I see where I was wrong here. Mm-hmm. And then I can go, oh, yeah, I was absolutely wrong here. Like The, like the way that you're seeing it is, is 100% true based off all these facts. So that's another huge one that's, that's been on my That's the one that I put on my list. Because I figured that out in the last year by reading the Crucial Conversation book. What book is that? Crucial conversations. <laughs> literally, that's what it's called. Do you know who it's by? Um, it's written by Joseph Grenny, I think. Okay. And then and then there's a bunch of authors inside of there because the people who created the book, it was this company who literally studied businesses and people for like 40 years. And they, they're like, oh, this is the pattern. Here you go. And then wrote a book about it. And it's surprising that this doesn't exist inside of um, like schools, like teaching you how to actually talk to people. It, it amazes me.
0: I feel like there's a lot of things that aren't in
1: school that need to be in schools. I, I agree with that one. Yeah, that's a whole
0: different topic.
1: <laughs> but yeah, that's a huge one that I was like, that has to go on here. Because like when you figure that out, no conversation scares you. Hmm. None. You're just like, okay, I understand that I'm in a hostile situation now. It's time to regroup, calm down. Take it like one yeah. thing at a time, let the emotions subside, all that good stuff. Do you read often? Not a reader in general. Okay. Me neither. A lot of audiobooks, yes. Mm. Um, a lot of YouTube. <laughs> it's a guilty pleasure. Yes. And that's kind of where like I got a lot of my information from books in the past, but I, I think I went from books to audiobooks to YouTube to audiobooks to YouTube and just back and forth between those things. What about you? Uh I don't read. I can't read, it, right? It's horrible. <laughs> I hate it.
0: I hate it so much. I didn't read a single book in school. Uh even EMT school. I didn't read. I listened to audiobooks on my hour long drive to class. Are you able to like visualize it.
1: things when you hear it or something?
0: No, but I pick up sound bites. Oh. And then when I'm in a test, I was like I can pull it from the back of my brain somehow. Like, even if I'm not paying attention while listening to it, just, I have like, like verbal Tourette's where I can't hear something without repeating it in a funny way later.
1: Okay. There, there it is. It's the goofy voice. Exactly. Yeah, no, exactly. I know what you're talking about.
0: <laughs> yeah. Nobody in my ha- nobody in my family can say salmon without somebody else in my family going slam and Sam, and we don't know why we don't know what it came from but everybody in the family does it
1: and we can't hear it without re-saying it in a stupid way no i know exactly what you mean because my family will quote adam sandler like it's the gospel it's ridiculous jim carrey that's my family yeah it's the same thing yeah yeah
0: <laughs> some people don't get it i don't know why people don't get it i don't know all right what's the next one on your list Let's- yeah let me see this one's kind of ridley uh life is a maze and it's better to climb the walls than to run in circles
1: hmm. the way i interpret that is a maze you can win in a bunch of different avenues let's call it okay and you have to be a problem solver there's always going to be something that's in your way like a wall it's like well how are you going to get around the wall are you going to go the long way are you going to do a shortcut mm-hmm like how how you gonna do? Are you gonna invent something to fly over the whole maze? You're going are you gonna win life essentially, <laughs> right? But that's that's the way I interpret it at least right now. The way I feel about it is like
0: there's a maze and you're on the outside and you're trying to get to the center, right? Sure. And there are doers who will just say, "Okay, I don't feel like creatively thinking through this or trying to mathematically figure out different paths." I'm not smart enough or not creative enough to do that. So I am just going to be a doer and I'm just going to crawl over every wall in a straight line until I'm at the center. All right. I am not one of those people, but I've always felt like I should be one of those people because I am the type of person that just kind of wants to walk around and see what's up. And then
1: check out the maze itself rather than, you know, get to the center.
0: I want to get to the center, but in a more roundabout type of way. And a lot of people around me in life have been the people that just run through and over the walls. And they're like, hey, why aren't you at the center? And I'm like,
1: I'll get there. I'll get
0: there. I'm looking around.
1: (laughs) That's an interesting way to put it, too.
0: Yeah. So I don't know if it's better to be that, but it's a way and it's productive for a lot of people. (laughs) And we need those people.
1: I mean, how do, how do those people know that they're not crawling, like, away from the center? That's the hard part. Unless they get to the top and look around. But even then, how do you know where the center is? I, I We're getting a little abstract here. Yeah, we're getting... <laughs> but, but, but it it kind of feeds into the same thing. Like, maybe what you're doing is wrong. Like, even though you are a doer and you're going mm-hmm. headstrong into something because you didn't think through it, even when you're at the top of the wall that like that you've climbed over after all the hard work you put in... Right. Does it mean that you're able to see and say okay I'm in the, I'm going the, on the in the right path for my life? And if if they don't know that answer then it's they just wasted all the time and energy that they had trying to climb that wall. At least like like your outlook on it was I'm going to get to the center at some point. I'm going to think through it, but I'm going to take my time. Mm-hmm. At least that has merit Because you're thinking through like okay I'm going like in this direction I know I'm going in the right direction so to speak mm-hmm. But I'd like to check out a few things along the way
0: Well I think there's definitely times When I'm going the wrong direction too <laughs> And there's definitely Some few tricky dead ends
1: Yeah but but you're able to think through it Rather than the yeah. person who's like I'm going to go through this wall It's like well you never, yeah. you're never you never really going to know If you're going in the right direction If you're not thinking about it meathead Yeah <laughs> So to speak. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a that's a great one. See, I think I had something that was kinda linked to that. Oh yeah, trusting your gut. Okay. It's kinda linked to it. Like even if you are in this maze, so to speak, of life, there are going to be decisions you have to make to go left or right down the maze. About let's call it like eight out of ten times, your gut is the right choice. Your gut's telling you like, Man, I I really wanna date this girl. Mm-hmm. But in your gut, you're like, she's not the one for me. Right. And you're like, man, I can go down this path. And it could be a great path, but I'm going to have to turn around. Because I know that going down this path is going to send me right back here. I'm going to go back down the right path down. That was a good one. I pointed yeah. right to go right. There you go. Um, and that sucks turning around. But, like, it's yeah. it's something that everybody everybody deals with. And even though you, like, you get into a relationship, sometimes you know that, like, this... Like, sometimes you don't know. Sometimes it hits you later and you're like man it's smacked right into a wall damn it i had no idea yeah but other times your gut like knew and that's like the eight out of ten times
0: why is it that we have that sixth sense like we have it the gut feeling is a thing yeah i think there's always is there some be... sort of scientific thing or is it something that's not scientific oh
1: i i don't know how to answer that one you're supposed to be smarter than me kyle <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> you th- <clears throat> you think you think through your maze as well. Oh, um The reason I feel like it's hard to answer is there could be multiple different avenues for why that works or why we have that feeling. And if you want to break it down into like scientific terms, it's gonna be extremely long conversation to try and get through. That's true. The one that's jumping out to me, assuming it's dating that we're talking about. Okay. There might be something about them that you're like, I don't like that. And even though you like 99% of that person, that one little thing could be so big to you that yeah. It, that it's like, ah, maybe, maybe, it'll, maybe it'll change. Maybe it'll be different. <laughs> and you go down that path and then all of a sudden you're like, damn, I knew it. Ugh. I knew it. It was that one thing. Like I I picked up on it in the beginning and it was that one little thing. And yeah. Then, yeah.
0: That kind of reminds me of something I was thinking about a couple days ago. Um, I've found myself in a, a couple times in life attaching myself to people for their potential. Okay. And I've always regretted it and always called it a mistake. And I preach it to other people. Don't date for potential or anything like that. Date somebody because you like who they are, not because you like who you think they're going to be. Yeah. But then preach. I reflected on my own life and I was like, oh, man. I've wanted so many people (laughs) to date me for my potential. (laughs) (laughs) That's a a hard one. uh, I was always so frustrated that people, I felt like people couldn't see my potential, but then they'd be following the rule that I said,
1: yeah. Yeah. So what, just a question on that, like what potential are you talking about? Are you talking about the person you are changing or are you talking about like, I'm going to be, uh, you know, in the future, I have the potential to be like a musician. Like, I have the potential to be a millionaire. Like, stuff yeah, the, like that. but who you're becoming? But not not necessarily like your inner self. You're talking about like like the external self that people see. Is that what you're talking about? Because um, I, I have a th- I have a theory that a lot of people in in general, unless they go through something traumatic, they don't change the inner self. Like that person still stays right. around the 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 nooks and crannies inside of that person are still there and they can do their best to like build bridges over them Mm -hmm. to help, you know, go back and forth. But in, in times of turmoil, that real person comes out. It's kind of the, the kid, the kid you were brought up as like, you're like, Oh, I was abused. And then all of a sudden you're like a father and you're like, I know I will never abuse my kid. And then you end up spanking your kid. You're like, who have I become? (laughs) (laughs) That's (laughs) that's a very weird, weird way to put it. But some people can't get past that. Right. There are some people who can change, but it takes a lot of time. And if you're talking about like inner self, I would say like, well, you're already. I feel like you're already on that path of like, the good. Like you're going down the 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 side of the force rather than the dark side. You know what I mean? <laughs> We're bringing Star Wars into this. I couldn't think of anything else. <laughs> all right, that works. Are you a Star Wars person? I've watched all the movies.
0: Okay. Yeah. I don't know if I've seen them all yet, but I have no complaints I'm, about I'm them. I'm not a I'm
1: not a fanatic, but. Like I like the little angry but when, teddy bear things. But when people don't watch the movies, I have I have an issue with them saying they don't want to watch them. They're really old. I can't. Okay, <laughs> I can't but so Giselle, you don't know what you want. <laughs> hey, yeah, we I just we just, we just talked about this. It, and
0: I like that. Yeah. But mostly because the baby
1: would have. So. Well, the the other thing was I know this is like another another tangent, but like if I was to ask her, do you want to watch Terminator? She'd say no. But then we ended up just randomly watching it and she was like, oh, I'm really into this. I'm like, well, this could have been Star Wars. You don't know what you want because you haven't experienced right. something yet. You're right. That's why Kyle is here to culture me with movies, and I'll culture him about the rest
0: of the world. That sounds like a fair trade. It's a
1: fair enough trade. That's about as fair a trade as any man woman relationship <clears throat> gets. But sometimes your gut is right. Like she could watch Star Wars and she'll look at me and be like, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> I told I told you. I There's told just too you. Many. It's honestly. Yeah. Well. It's like, all right. Ten. Is it my turn? I can't remember. I think it is. Okay, go for it. Um, the next one I have is learning to overcome bias. Okay. So anytime you are thrown into any situation, I don't care who you are, you are always going to be biased. Unless you're a baby, then you're not biased. Right. That's, a, that's what I believe. And there have been multiple situations where I've been in a situation where I'm like, I'm thinking this is the absolute correct answer, and I'm proven wrong because my bias was I'm the smart one. I know what's the right thing. I know what to do, and then mm-hmm. someone will say some like like oh this this and this. I'm like, why didn't I think of that? I'm so stupid. I was so biased, but <laughs> but but it leads into other things too. Like you like even though you might believe you're smart, that doesn't mean that that's the bias um, that you're that you're facing. Like if you just if you believe that you're a part of a certain group and that group believes X, Y, Z, you're more likely than not going to believe X, Y, Z rather than thinking for yourself because of that bias. Like, I am a part of this, therefore, I also believe in this. Even though it could be wrong.
0: Yeah. I think a lot of our bias comes from the fact that the first thing you're told about something you, you have to take as fact, because it's the first thing you've ever heard of it. You're like, oh, this is how it is, until somebody tells you differently. Right. And if the period of time between the first time you hear about it and the first time you hear something different is too long, then you can get stuck. Yeah. Let's take an example. If you are born to parents that say there's no God, how long do you think you're going to hold on to that?
1: A long fucking time. A long time,
0: yeah. Yeah. That's not going to go away for a while. No. It, same thing if you're born into parents that tell you that there is a God. You're yeah. going to hang on to that until somebody brings you a counterpoint and makes you think about it. Yeah. You know? And there's also the humiliation part of it in that somebody told you something, you took it as fact, you told 50 other people <laughs> that fact. I can't be wrong. Exactly. And then somebody makes you question you're like, well, if I question it, then I have to be humiliated in front of the 50 people that I told about it.
1: Yeah, it's it. I feel like that's more prevalent now than ever with the aspect of being able to look up anything. Right. Like if I I told you the author of that book was like, I don't know who wrote Harry Potter, Dr. Seuss. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that wasn't who wrote Harry Potter, but J.K. Rowling. Thank you. I'd look like an idiot. Because someone could look it up immediately and be like, who's this guy? Yeah. Who does he think he is?
0: And also, if you told me that Dr. Seuss wrote Harry Potter, I would go tell 10 people tomorrow that
1: Dr. <laughs> Seuss wrote Harry Potter. He actually wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, no, it's... It- that that being having to overcome that is more prevalent now than ever. Like in the past, you, you, like you said, you had to take someone's word, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I imagine, um, who was it that discovered that we were not the center of the universe? The sun was Aristotle. it was Aristotle. Thank you. You're nice, smart. cute, too. She's <laughs> like our Jamie. I know. <laughs> Look it up. <laughs>
0: um,
1: Can you pull it up for me? But. That was that. That's a perfect example of a of a time where you had to believe in the like what was the word of law, which was God back in the day. The church saying that no, this is how it works. You know, we discovered all of these stars and planets, and they always circle us. We can prove they always circle us. Mm. And then this other guy comes around who says, "Look, it's not that way. I can prove it." Mm-hmm. And these people have been like told their whole life that it's this way. They have preached to thousands upon thousands of people that it is this way. And now they have to come to accept that it is completely and utterly wrong. And you sit there and you're like, man, no wonder they killed the guy. They, they couldn't accept it. You know, their right. bias was so big. Right. That, you know, they went down the dark path. Oh, jeez. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Overcoming bias is a huge thing and I, I always i always have to check myself cuz i i slip into the same same routine of i know better i mm-hmm. i'm horrible at this i know better and then sure enough i'm like oh man i didn't think of that one yeah that's humbling sorry it's copernicus saurus oh look hey look look you're able to overcome bias you, copernicus copernicus <laughs>
0: You have to say it like Copernicus because of Brian Regan. Yeah, verbal Tourette. I knew
1: it was some some big name. (laughs) Uh, But that yeah. Invented the Capri Sun, right? The Capri Sun. (laughs) Is that why it's called that? That'd be interesting. I doubt it. Jamie, look it up. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um,
0: Tell me what you think of this one because I wrote this down. It's one of mine and. Uh, I've been going back on, back and forth on it lately. Okay. Regret hurts worse than rejection. I agree. You think so?
1: Yeah. A hundred percent. Okay. No, no questions. Yeah. All right. We we can expand on it, but no questions though. Like, like I agree with that. I've got questions, but I forgot what they were. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll go, I'll go with this, at least from my life experience. Everything that I have done in terms of like taking risks, I would have absolutely regretted and it would have hurt more. You could take things like um, physical things you do. Like I love dirt bike riding. Mm-hmm. I've gotten hurt dirt bike riding. I don't regret getting hurt, but I would absolutely regret saying like, oh, I don't want to ride anymore. Yeah. Like if I, if I was on my deathbed right now, I'd be like, man, right. I, that was such a stupid decision. And then another one is like relationships. If you're like, man... You know, I really met someone who's amazing, but then you didn't take that, that action to go down that path, even though, you know, you're going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. Even if you get, you go, you're like, oh, I met someone and they rejected me, even though you're going to get hurt, you would have regretted that decision if you didn't go down it because you're being true to yourself.
0: So that kind of leads me to think that yes, regret affects you in a larger way for a longer amount of time than rejection does. Mm. But that initial hit of the rejection or that initial hit of the loss that you took. Yeah. I think is harder. It's harder in the short term. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, but I, I've recently been going through something where I had too many open doors around me. Um, specifically doors that I had opened in my past mm. to focus on the door that I needed to be going through. Right. And I had to take my focus off of the door I needed to go to to go back and start closing up some doors that I had opened because I had too much regret. I had, you know, what, uh, what would have happened if I went this direction? What would have happened if I went that direction? That bothered me to the point where it led to a lot of hurt the rejection
1: or sorry sorry the the, the regret the
0: regret of not going through one of those doors or closing one of those doors Mm. so that's what led me to this is regret can affect you more so than rejection can
1: yeah no that's a great point because if you decide to leave a door open but then walk away from it that that's going to be extremely hard. You got to close that door, man. (laughs) Yeah. No, like if you're going to be true to yourself and you're going to say, I'm going to go left, close the door on the right, Mm -hmm. you know, like, and go down that path and then work your way through that path. Make
0: your decision and don't look back. Yeah. Yeah. But I wasn't making decisions and I was looking back.
1: Yeah. That's no, no, I, I, again, no, no questions. Like I agree a hundred percent that regret is like the worst thing because you're a not being true to yourself B, when you look back on it, you're going to be like, I was so dumb. I wasted all of this time, all of this energy going down this path that I didn't even want to go down. You yeah. know, and yeah, I agree with that. That's a great one.
0: Well, it makes me feel better about it. Then. Don't
1: live with regret. <laughs> Always be yourself. Um, Let's see. My next one. Oh, another, another Giselle. Ooh. Saying no. Oh. <laughs> saying no. Does um, and- that mean no? It, it means stop being a people pleaser, like oh. understand what your time is, understand what your value is. You're looking out in, in Giselle's words, you're looking out for your own self-interest. Okay. Like if I have an opportunity to say I'm going to, I don't know, oh, the Super Bowl it's coming up. Mm -hmm. So I have an opportunity to go to the Super Bowl, but then someone comes up to me and is like, Oh, like, do you want to go to go do this? Or can you help me with this on this day? And if I was such a people pleaser that I was like, Oh man, I really, I really have this other thing. I need to go to be like, Oh, please, please come home. I really need you. Mm -hmm. And you're that much of a people pleaser that you're going to drop something that is valuable. I mean, it might be a situation where it's actually true. It could be a family member, all that stuff, but assuming that you're, you know, we're in this other bubble, and you' you become that person who's like, "Oh yeah, I guess I'll help," and you mm-hmm. give up on something that would be an experience to you or something that is true to yourself or something that you truly value right it's going be it's going to be a huge huge piece of your life that you're going to regret
0: yeah i I wholeheartedly agree with you Giselle <laughs> <laughs> that's a tough one That's a tough one to stomach because i I don't think I fall into the pleaser category mm. But I fall into the category of watch out for other people's well-being more than you watch out for your own. So I have found myself in a lot of situations getting hurt trying to protect somebody from their own mistakes or circumstances.
1: I'm okay with that up to a certain point.
0: Right. If it gets to the point where that person or people... If they're not learning and they're taking your actions for granted, then I think that's the point when you need to uh, focus on your own well-being more so than others. Yeah. Because
1: you're getting hurt for no reason. And for me, it depends on the, the person is. <laughs> like the way, the way that I interpreted that was, uh, if someone's close to me, I will absolutely, you know, that depending on who it is I have I have value levels on which I will I will act like if it's someone super close to me I have no doubt that I would lay down my life for that mm-hmm. person right but if it's like someone who's slightly outside of that range I'll drop anything that I'm doing for that person mm-hmm. and then you go slightly outside that range and let's assume we get out to the point where it's like a random person that I don't know right like I don't mind going out of my way to like you know help an old person off a bus help them cross the street Mm-hmm. or like helping someone find a lost item within reason of time right but, but my time my value is specifically tied to how valued that person is to me and then it makes sense for me to put in my time and value because i have an equal share so to speak
0: at what point do you calculate your value to them in the decision
1: i think that's a that's a it's a gut feeling <laughs> No, but it is, it is a feeling. Like, I, I don't have a logical explanation for the feeling that I get. Like, I, I'm i sure mm-hmm. we can go down the path of like, oh, you feel this way because of X, Y, Z. But in the moment... Let's if, get my therapist
0: in here. But in we'll the moment,
1: In the Exactly. In the moment, though, when you don't have time to think, all you have is that initial feeling. And I could absolutely tell you that if, you know, if someone was in here with a gun, I would lay down my life. Mm-hmm. That's zero question. Right. But... It, but as when you keep moving backwards in terms of value of people, it's it's extremely hard for me to say like oh how do you value X Y Z? It's it's the feeling of that person. If that person right. is someone super close to you, then it's probably worth. Well, it'd be worth it to me. Okay, that makes sense. Let's see. I think I got the next one. Um, oh, this is a this is actually a, a I believe it's a pretty good one. Um, acceptance of yourself. Like, accepting yourself and then going along with that is a couple of things. So, A, you shouldn't be comparing yourself to others. And this is another Giselle point. Mm. Like, if you're on Instagram or, stu- or stuff like that, people mm-hmm. are putting out the, the best of the best that they can of their life, right? Right. And That's what I do. Yeah. And you, <laughs> <laughs> and you, shouldn't, you shouldn't be comparing, like, you shouldn't be negatively comparing yourself to that. But yeah. I argue that you can positively <clears throat> compare. So you can use others for ideas on how to improve or like, oh, okay. I'd love to do that. Or oh, I'd love to go to Italy or I'd love to go, you know, go to Finding inspiration. Yeah. You can get inspired to change your life to do something, but it shouldn't be to the point where it's negatively affecting you where you're like, I'm not this. I'm not beautiful enough. I don't have these looks uh you know like i don't have brown eyes like Mm. what why did god put this upon you know like when it starts getting to that downward spiral that's you you gotta cut it off but for inspiration for ideas i believe that you should be able to compare that's that's valued okay but accepting yourself is the main part because if you can't accept yourself you're not going to look at it from the perspective of oh i want to go do that you're going to look at it from the perspective of well, I'm I'm not accepting myself, so I must not be good enough, and I Mm. can't get that, or I don't have that, and I'm horrible. Right. Have you ever gone through something like that? I know I have
0: throughout my whole life. I have definitely a a lot of times found it hard to accept myself. Mm. Uh, It's gotten better in the last few years, though. I have branched out a lot in the type and quality of people that I keep around myself and I think that's what's helped it if I had stayed kind of in the little bubble that I grew up in then I probably wouldn't have ever been okay with myself I would have just kept it hidden yeah
1: but uh yeah over time it's getting better it's something I'm working on no I mean I'm I was I was in the same exact boat growing up I was always super critical of like oh I'm not smart enough I didn't get like Mm. these grades or um or this person is more athletic than me. They made, you know, they're now on the starting the starting line versus versus me. Like I got to right. sit the bench, um, and I would take those things extremely hard, mm. extremely hard, um, and it got to the point where it was actually negatively affecting my like, I was like, you know, crying to myself in my bed or something. And my my mom would be like, Oh, don't worry, like, everything's (laughs) fine. And I'm like, No, 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 like, leave me alone. I need to be like, and it wasn't the I need to be alone phase. It was like the get out of here. Because I like this feeling that I'm experiencing is the only feeling that I'm going to get from now on. It was like the, the death spiral, please.
0: Let me allow to insert a point here that I skipped over earlier. Yeah, yeah. The first thing written on my list that I skipped over because it was just a little too harsh to start with. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay to be sad.
1: No, it is. It's okay to be sad.
0: And I feel like what you were doing, the, the point you're making about it is absolutely correct also. But add in that it's okay to sit there with your emotions sometimes and handle it. Yeah, on your own, I agree with that. Uh, people, I feel like, jump into comfort too soon, and just try to make somebody happier. But processing that emotion is very important to that
1: person, whether they know it or not. I, I absolutely agree with that. Yeah, my my um, like addition, like okay. ad- additionally to that, yeah, the on- I f- I feel that the only way you can sit there and accept those emotions is if you're already accepting of yourself Mm because otherwise if you think that you're the problem and you are never going to get out of it because you can't accept who you are and move on you go down the path that i was going down okay so like in other words if you've dealt with stuff in the past and you overcome it it helps you with your self-esteem right you get to the point where like i accept that i'm sad today it's okay it's for these reasons like and then you get over it it's accepting But if you can't accept yourself, that's the first point of origin in terms of where you're gonna go from there, right? Right. Um, For me, the turning point was like figuring out girls, and Giselle hates me for that, but that's it's an important part of our lives, Giselle. As as a (laughs) as a guy, you know, as a boy growing up, Mm -hmm. you're one of the biggest things that you're like kind of driven by is girls, and like, oh yeah, so. Wow, <laughs> what she's just saying? Wow, wow. wow, you're, <laughs> you're by wow, girls. you're biased. <laughs> oh jeez,
0: women are born with us already figured out. It just takes us time to figure it out, and we're proud
1: of ourselves yes. when we do figure it out. Yeah, it's, uh, some 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 of them, some of them figure it out. They know how to manipulate. Yes, they do. Other people learn to communicate, and it works out way better. <laughs> But for me, that that was the turning point. Cause like when I when I started getting attention, or like oh the things I was doing was correct, mm-hmm. it helped my self esteem.
0: Isn't it a great feeling?
1: Yeah, and yeah. and that that's the upward spiral. Like mm-hmm. when you start positively going, like oh I'm doing this and I'm making progress and I'm working hard and I'm doing oh I'm going to the gym and I'm like working on my body, I'm working on my conversation skills and all this stuff it helps you accept who you are because now you are that strong person and you can accept it. Mm-hmm. And then you get to the point where you can be sad and go like, I accept this stuff. Yeah. But it does. I, I feel like it does start with who you, how you accept yourself and how you see yourself. Cause otherwise it, for me, yeah. it was a, it was a downward mayhem.
0: I think people can take your point a little too far sometimes because a lot of people say, this is who I am and it's okay for me to be who I am and you need to be okay with who I am even if they're really shitty, but what you need to add in (laughs) is it's okay to be who I am, but I'm working on being the better version of who I am.
1: Yeah, no, there's, there's need to progress. You need to get better. Yes. Disclaimer asterisk Uh, there with everything that you do. If you do too much of it, if you decide to go down a path of like, this is making me feel good. Woo. You're going to get to the point where it's too much and you're going to overdose. I feel like that is absolutely true.
0: I've never done anything like that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But like, like, um, Oh, a good example is just working out in general. Like if okay. you, if you are like, Oh, I'm like, I'm working on myself, right? Your body is starting to build itself up. Mm-hmm. That's good. Mm-hmm. But if you start going excessively, right. Mm-hmm. It's, you're Goggins. it's, 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 no no right? like it's turning into the point where like you're, you're damaging your body. You're not building it. And that's the overdose aspect. It's like, yeah, I can I can take these quote unquote drugs that make me feel good, Mm -hmm. working out. But if I overdose on those drugs, if I go over the top, I start to hit the negative aspect of what it is. Like, there's there's a there's a graph that shows like your time and like what you do or something like that. And it it goes like positive and then the plateau of like, this is the peak that you're ever going to get. And Mm -hmm. then it starts going negative. Like the more, the more you put in, it always goes down.
0: Yeah. So we are two young white dudes that have just overcomplicated the phrase, everything in moderation. (laughs)
1: Yeah. And That's your, basically and, where we're at. And be yourself. Yeah. And, and it's okay to, to have negative emotions. Yeah. But there was, right. a, there was a lot wrapped in that. Was, there was a lot. How just... dare you. <laughs> How dare you minimize my <laughs> points. It was our points. Yeah, no, those were good. Also, unless you're going to count that as yours, you need another one. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, let's see. What do I got here?
0: Oh, this is something that I personally wish that I knew earlier. That I just found out about, I want to say, two or three months ago. Mm. The phrase... Or shout out to Mike Barry, who we had dinner with the other night. <laughs> he let me know about this. Okay. Um, you know the term jack of all trades? Yeah. Yeah. I hear that and I think jack of all trades, master of none. You know what? <laughs> yeah. You're, you know, know. you're not good enough at anything to be the something. Yeah. yeah. And... I've always kind of beat myself up because I go try to learn too many things and I've never stuck to one thing to get good enough to be, you know, competitive or admired in it or anything. Right. Um, But that's not the end of the phrase. The phrase is jack of all trades, master of none is often better than master of one. Oh. And I didn't know that.
1: Unless some smartass just put on the, put on the ending because they wanted to feel good. but <laughs> Well, thank you, Mike Berry, for being the smartass that did that for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's... I just found it comforting. There is, um, there is a trade-off, which is obvious. You can become LeBron James, right? Mm-hmm. You can be the best at basketball. Mm-hmm. But you're not going to go to LeBron James for like mm-hmm. investing advice. You're not going to go to him to ask, how do you play... A guitar or the drums you're not going to go to him to say like hey i really want to learn how to do this thing on a dirt bike right Mm -hmm. because that's not who he is no but if you go to any one of our friends at least in our in our closer circle it's a lot of people who know how to do a lot of different things it's true like if in other words if i was stuck on an island and i had to choose someone it wouldn't be the the master of playing basketball it wouldn't be the it wouldn't be the the smartest person in the physics department right i would choose someone who knows how to do a lot of different things because we live in a material world that needs to be interacted with not just theorized about and it's not something that you need to like go down one path life is so broad that i feel like if you only go down one path you're kind of missing out on that's exploring the rest of the maze yeah so that's my take on it
0: all right good good <laughs> i have a one little short one here that we can throw in randomly because i don't know where it's gonna fit in but i really like it sure this is from my coworker Jaden. she said that she wished that she knew smoking weed is not a personality trait
1: <laughs> no no but it does <laughs> cause personality traits doesn't it <laughs> Like, like I can I can count on my hand the number of traits that people who smoke weed share. Yeah. Like it's it's like a hundred percent true that it, it's not a personality trait, but it does cause you to change who you are. Yeah, that's true. Who's drinking? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get fucked up. Yeah, exactly. No, that's that. <laughs> I think that's a good funny one. Yeah. Here, let me let me bring you back here to like another another deeper one, well, not deeper, but. Uh, meaningful. Be good to the people around you, and it will always come back to you by putting out, <laughs> <That's cute. laughs> by putting out, um, we'll call it good energy. Okay. But, but being not only true to yourself, but being true to like helping others the way you would want to be helped. Mm hmm. I feel like you add to that person's life to do the same thing. And then they add to those people's lives to do the same thing. And it's almost like this contagion. It's almost like COVID. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. It's That's easily a much it, happier COVID. Yeah. It's easily spreadable, but not a lot of people want to go out of the way to do stuff like that. That's true. Is everybody, I mean, th- this is the, the dichotomy we live in is like we're inherently greedy, but also loving. And we want to give love. Mm-hmm. But, like, more often than not, we want to keep as much to ourselves as possible.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I've been joking around a lot lately and saying that, you know, the Bible tells us to love everybody, but I take that too seriously.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: because I, I, I do too much for people that I, I don't need to be doing anything for. Yeah, yeah.
1: That, that leads into the other point you are talking about. It's like, yeah, you don't need to help others all the time but it is a happier way to live it
0: it hurts a lot of people to do it excessively and we all know that i tend to do things a little too excessively. everything
1: in excess is an overdose remember this kids (laughs) right
0: (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah i agree let's see um here's one from reagan uh so much of what I found my value in back then i don't care about now
1: yeah that that sounds like what you were talking about in the beginning you don't know what you want oh yeah that's, that's that does tie in i think i think it's like i don't know what you don't know what you want is like the the bird the bird's eye view of like what he 's saying
0: right and there's also um we listen to people too much that tell us what we want. Yeah, that, did that make sense at all?
1: No, I mean we live okay. in a society where like a lot of glamour and the ability to like travel, all the, yeah, influencing yeah. traveling all the time, spending money, you know, mm-hmm. that's that's a lot of stuff that people want, but I don't know if they know that like they want it because they they haven't really, they uh, haven't experienced it. <laughs> it's all this is a circle jerk of ideas. <laughs> they all feed into life. No, but it's. It, it it does prove a point, right? Like you're not you don't know back in the day that you didn't want it. You needed to have the experience, like you're saying, right to get to that point. And you might make wrong decisions, but whatever, yeah. you know? Okay. I feel like that heavily feeds into that other one. Yeah, it does. The other one just kinda of stole the spotlight there, really but did. but it's okay. That that was that was still <laughs> we could have gotten to that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, The next one I have is No matter how old you get There's always Going to be problems in your life Always So you need to start finding the solutions Rather than like Sulking about it essentially You gotta start asking the right questions to get to the solutions Because you might think like, uh, Like right now I'm 24 When I'm 30 Oh I'm gonna figure everything out It's like no 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 You're gonna figure a lot of things out But there's always going to be something when you're 30 you're like, man, like, I want to know how to do this or, right. or, oh crap, this is happening in my life. What do I do? Always going to be something that comes up in your life. Like I remember growing up when I was little, I was always like, oh, my parents know everything. They got everything figured out. You know, that feeling of like, free, <laughs> yeah. like I can be a kid because they have everything figured out. <laughs> I can come to them for any questions. Yeah. And now you're sitting here like, man, some people had kids at my age. They're really just kids as adults, you know? They're trying to figure it out still, right? But it's not told to a lot of people that, like, you know, if I was to tell a kid, I'm like, look, you better start figuring things out or figure out how how to problem solve. You're gonna be doing this like, your whole life. Yeah, like, that's that's something I found out just by living the virtue of my privilege. Mm. <laughs> okay, no, but like the way the way that my life was, like, that's how I found found that. Out. I ended up being a problem solver for work. That's all I do, mm-hmm. <laughs> solve problems, but. Yeah, it's. It, I feel like it's not told to a lot of people.
0: Um, I... Oh, that's just going to run right down a different rabbit hole that we don't need to get
1: to. <laughs> Okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Is there anything else on that one you want to hit?
1: Um, just to reinforce that, like, to find the solutions in life, you really do need to ask the right questions. If there's something that you want to do, it's it's not like, oh, I want to do it. I wish I could do it. It should be, how do I get there? What are my steps? figure out the the logistics of getting to that position and you will like you'll you'll get it yeah your your mind is very good at problem solving like yeah. in, in general so trust it trust your gut All right.
0: um here's one from a newer husband okay my yeah, buddy no. jack
1: yeah sure <laughs>
0: and i'm sure that this is one that he learned since he got married i'm going to call him out but you know maybe he learned it before is being right worth it
1: worth what is my question <laughs> <laughs> because, because if you're saying is being right worth my significant other being pissed off I'm saying you're not, you're not solving the problem in front of you you're taking it as a, as a win-lose situation instead of a win-win like, how can, like instead of looking at it from the perspective of like, is, is that the question I want to ask it should be how can I be right and also make my significant other feel good in that process how can I go down that path that okay. seems like a much better path to go down.
0: How can we mediate? Yeah. Okay.
1: That's that's the way I look at it because when you when you take this like win lose situation, you're always going to pick one of two paths. That's that's what you have in your head now. But if you mm-hmm. split the difference, in other words, you break out of the box is a better word for it. You go, Okay, look, there's something that I need to say or something that she needs to say, and you know, we don't want to hurt each other's feelings. You know, I'm assuming that's what he's talking about.
0: I think I think He's going down the same path as you in that going about it with the win-lose attitude is the wrong attitude to have. Yeah, no, yeah. absolutely. And uh just hurting somebody so that you can feel good. Yeah, or <laughs> oh, like, I feel right. better about yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That I was right feeling doesn't last too long when you have to sleep on the couch.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean that that's the that's the worst thing that could happen. Yeah. <laughs> no but it's it's like just to go on that is we brought up copernicus like discovering that the earth is not the center right Mm -hmm. to ask him was it worth it to be right would be a completely different scenario right was it worth it he's like you know he's like well they fucking killed me (laughs) So so i don't fucking know right but if you were, if you were to tell them like, look, could you have done it a different way? Because that's a better question, right? Could you have okay. introduced it in a different way to where you not only lived, but you influenced so many people to the point where the church had to go, okay, we need to rethink this strategy because people are gonna stop giving us money, right? It's it it gets to that it gets to that point if you ask the right questions, right? So like the whole the whole was it worth it thing? I, I don't I don't want to buy into that. <laughs> Okay. Unless it's, unless it's regrets. Then you, then you say like, yeah, it was absolutely worth it. I I don't regret it. All right. It's a different question though, right? Yeah. It's a, it's a different situation, but in, in, I was assuming that his was, I don't want to sleep on the couch situation. I think that we assumed correctly. (laughs) That's a good one. (laughs) Um, my next one and my last one is, um, a huge, a huge thing in my life now, which is taking care of your body. So when I was young, I didn't have to sleep all too much, right? I had a bunch of energy. Now, I'm tired of shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Uh, When I was young, I could drink a lot of alcohol. Now, I don't want to do that because I feel like shit. Yep. And, you know, like I could eat a bunch of sweets or I could eat a shitload of pizza. Mm -hmm. But now when I wake up and I like I have all that food, I feel bloated and grow. Like I feel like shit. You feel like shit. And taking care of your body has been a huge thing for me now. Especially mm-hmm. since I've started going back to the gym, because I feel like a million bucks when I get eight plus hours of sleep. Oh yeah. When I don't drink alcohol, when I eat amazing, good for you food, not uh, not junk food, mm-hmm. and specifically staying away from junk food, man, I feel I feel so good. Yeah. Now obviously I slip up here and there, and I like well mm, of course you know, and go have fun. My but...
0: guilty pleasure is that I'm gonna leave here and have Chick Fil A.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, that's slightly okay for you.
0: <laughs> that's it.
1: It's not a McDonald's hamburger, but...
0: Well, it is fried
1: chicken on bread. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, but being able to take care of your body has been huge right now. Just because I feel I feel like you only feel this way when you get old. Like you could tell a yeah. kid this to be like, fuck you. <laughs> I'm going to do, do all this, do a bunch of drugs, you know, drink, <laughs> all this shit. And you're like, man, you're going to be like me and regret all that.
0: Yeah. and I was done drinking by the time I was allowed to drink. yeah
1: we all have different paths
0: yeah i uh i had i had i was sober for a few months like absolutely nothing i've been sober for three years now Mm. but uh at one point i was still having a drink every now and then sure but i would only have one and it was never more than like one in a week Mm -hmm. um but then i went a few months without any alcohol at all yeah and i had one beer and I was sick as shit the next day. Yeah, yeah. Your and, body was like, "Fuck this." Yeah, I'm a, I'm an old decrepit man now that can't handle anything. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what does the world come to? Right. When, when twenty year olds are now. I'm <laughs> saying that they're old. Uh, I make those jokes all the time too, but like it's it's weird because you I I feel like you have all these memories of being like indestructible so oh, to yeah. speak and then now you're like man i've come so far from that. like i've yeah. fallen off the fallen off the rock the the yeah. temple
0: <laughs> you know what hurt after a hike i did the other day my hip
1: no i'm 24 years old and my hip hurt you need to you need to start working your mobility get a foam roller yeah work, work on that shit work on your body <laughs> do
0: some jazz and stuff
1: yeah all that good stuff but yeah that's <laughs> that's been a huge one for me it's like it just now because I've never, I've never like thought about it that way until now. Right. Until I like started going like, man, drinking alcohol makes me feel like crap. I, I did this uh, exercise of like mentally listing all of the things that were making me feel horrible, mm-hmm. and those were like the biggest ones. And it was always yeah. like, man, my mind, my mind is like, it's great when my body is feeling good. Right. Otherwise, my mind has to compensate for the lack of ability for my body. Right. It's like, man, if I just made the right decisions, if I just, you know, drank water, ate all the good foods, slept well, I'd I'd be running the laps around all the kids who think that they're super indestructible. But here we are.
0: At what point in your life do you feel like you really learned that the preventative measures route is better?
1: Oh, I can, I can specifically name one. Oh, really? Specifically. Oh, my God. <laughs> Um and of course it was dirtbag riding. Of course. Okay. I've never worried about pre- like preventative other than condoms, I guess. <laughs> 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 but but when I was dirt bike riding with my dad in Hollister Hills, we were coming around a turn and my bike washed out and my leg was on the ground to pivot, but okay. it got caught pivoting and it like made me do the splits and my knee took a brunt of that. Yeah. Thank goodness nothing tore, but it was, it was really, really bruised. And that moment I was like, okay, I'm going to buy knee braces. I don't care. And that, mm-hmm. that shifted my mindset into like okay i can prevent these things yeah (laughs) but that was a specific moment like it like i know that for a fact because before that i didn't give a shit right
0: i lived all of my life which i guess hasn't been that long (laughs) but uh more than two decades oh god okay thanks for ruining that for me i'm there with you but um if i knew something was gonna get me in trouble Mm then I would just say, all right, well, how can I keep myself from getting in trouble but still get to do it? Like, how can I...
1: That sounds like preventative measures. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> no. It does, though. <laughs> I'm still going to do it. Even if it gets me in trouble, I'm still going to do it. But how can I still try to stay out of trouble while I do it? And it never worked out for me. Mm. Uh, and then somewhere around, like, 1920, I don't have an exact time. 1920, that I re- yeah. No, yeah.
1: we were alive then. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Nineteen, Age 19
1: or oh, age 20. My, my bad, my bad. My yeah. Bad.
0: <laughs> uh, I realized, oh, if I just don't necessarily do all the things that I instantly want to do, then I don't have to be in trouble for it. I can just spot issues ahead of time and be like, you know what? I won't go down there. That's kind of... It, that, that, it took a while.
1: Yeah, no, that that's linking back to the very first thing you talked about, which was like the maze, right? Or one of the first things you talked about, I think. Yeah. Like yeah it kind it, of is, which is okay i'm i'm the way you described it to me was i'm going to think through it because i'm not one of those meatheads that just climbs the wall but i'm right gonna, but i'm gonna like enjoy myself but you're thinking through it right right so now if you if you have a you're like oh man this is gonna get me in trouble you're like i'm not gonna go down that route but i might check out someone who does go down that route <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey that was your time over there <laughs> yeah exactly right yeah Uh, I still have a a couple more. We'll try to burn through them real quick. Yeah, send it. Um, this is also from Jack. Uh, he said, it's great to set goals, but don't let the idea of the finish line blind you during the journey.
1: That's a great one.
0: That goes back to the maze again. Yeah. (laughs) He doesn't want to go over the walls. He wants to enjoy the journey through the maze. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah the maze was a great one whoever, who, whoever came up with that one was that on instagram or? no it was me it was you yeah oh kudos there you go <laughs> you didn't want to take you didn't want to take that one man humble uh. no but that that's a that's a great one because a lot of people think that they're going to once they get to that finish line they're like i've made it you know mm. but there's a lot of people who have made it and have like they don't know what to do with their life like I was, this is so dumb that I remember this. I was on, like Snapchat, one of the Snapchat reels or whatever they're freaking called. Yeah. And Rick Ross was showing off his MTV crib, <laughs> and I'm watching this thing and I'm like, man, this guy has everything, literally everything. Mm-hmm. And like he has the cars, the mansion, the 400 acres of property, the, you name it. Mm-hmm. And what does, what does this guy do for fun? He collects DVDs and VHS tapes. It's like what? It's like okay, so you've gotten to the point where you're at the finish line, dude. Like you're you're there, mm-hmm. and I'm sure you like partied and have fun, sure. But did you really like pay attention through that whole process, or were, or were you blinded by the lights and now you're trying to fill what you have left with like a bunch of trinkets? Oh, like I looked at that, and I was like, that is like like if you know everybody's different, mm-hmm. but hoarding is not something that I would want to do. And like it no. just sounds like it sounds like you have all this money to go have all these experiences. Why not just do those things rather than collecting all this stuff? Right? I don't know. Yeah. Tease their own, I guess. Why am I judging? I'm biased. Well. <laughs> <laughs> we just keep circling back and yeah, circling no, it's back. a circle jerk.
0: This one took me a few weeks to get. This is from Echo. I think I've talked to you about echo before you have yeah Yeah. you told me a story um here we go this is gonna take me a second to read it and i read it like a second grade level so here here we we go
1: yeah you told us that in the beginning we're circling (laughs) back
0: circling and jerkling um okay something i wish i'd known when i was younger is to shut up and listen instead of talking no learning is accomplished when you open your mouth because you already know what's going to come out of it the person you're interacting with even if they say something you don't agree with, absorb it, take it in, because there is something to learn. Everyone you come into contact with has something to teach, no matter if you view them as incompetent or beneath you or whatever.
1: I agree wholeheartedly, except for one thing. Ooh. Yeah, I, I would like to push back on one small little thing. Conflict. I know. Um, that the quote said something along the lines of, it. you can bring it back up if you want to, mm-hmm. but uh, you never learn anything when you open your mouth. I kind of stopped with that one too and and for me the the first thing that jumped into my mind was well when you <clears throat> when you explain something like let's say you learn something very um very dense um, and you try to explain it to someone, if you can't explain it. And you sit there and you're like, oh man, that was a horrible explanation. You learned from you opening your mouth. Now you might. Now the argument there is right. like, well, maybe you listened to yourself, so you were actually listening. Well, so it's like, all right, dick, but sure. But because you were the only one that was doing the talking, you actually did learn something from yourself.
0: Yeah, most of the time when I'm doing the talking, what I do learn is that I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, so I do learn something, but there's there's been times. In the middle of like deep conversations or in therapy or anything where as i'm rambling on about some bullshit i come to a realization and that's when i feel like you can learn by talking but that's separate from um let's say debating with somebody yeah you know uh if you already have preconceived notions uh, that you're bias. just going to yeah, we <laughs> <Or> circling. <on. laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. If you already have bias and you're going into the conversation, then of course you're not going to learn anything by opening your mouth. You're only going
1: to learn by listening. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a that's a great point. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's that's it for my list. Yeah, my list was done. You had me beat by a couple. Well, I asked a <laughs> lot of people. <laughs> no, dude, that was that was super fun to go through these because yeah. I feel like a lot of. Um, a lot of those questions have been slowly ingrained in your life, right? Yeah. But when you when you kind of have them all right in front of you, you're like, man, maybe there is a couple of things that I should start doing. Yeah. It just sets you, I guess, in a better direction down the maze.
0: And I'm going to forget
1: this conversation
0: by tomorrow, but I'll listen to it again at a later date and remind myself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's what makes this so good. <laughs> we live in the age where we can start looking back on our idiot moves (laughs) right yeah
0: i guarantee you that if i listen to this in a year i'll disagree with something that i just
1: said maybe i feel like a lot of it was pretty general come back to me come come back to me and i'll and i'll try and argue my points because i'm biased all right sounds good all right cut